Welcome to The Confessional Taco, a podcast exploring historic faith and practice rooted in the depths of Mexican-American culture. In our time, we want to invite you into the conversation on all things confessional, cultural, and hyphenated. My name is Marco, and I am a writer, a local pastor, and a preacher. And my name is Serge. I'm an educator, a musician, and a writer. And this is Taco Tuesday. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Taco Tuesday. We are here at the Taco Shack. Marco's here next to me. He's drinking his coffee. I'm not drinking any coffee because I already had some. As you can tell, I'm speaking a little bit quickly. Anyway, um, today's special episode is a bonus episode. We're going to be talking about Ash Wednesday, which is coming up here pretty soon. Uh, So we want to kind of tell you guys what it's all about, uh, the four characteristics that our our church is going to focus on, um, and just kind of talk a little bit about the history and some scripture. So, uh, hey, Marco, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You're doing well, yeah? (laughs) Yes. So we had an interesting little conversation before we started about hats. We did. I thought it was a pretty good conversation. I really like hats, and apparently you really like hats, too. I think I appreciate hats. Oh, you appreciate hats. Because I never wear them. What's the difference between liking and appreciating Well, because I don't wear them, and so because I don't wear them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that hat looks really cool. But I'll probably never wear it. That's a good point. So that would be the difference, liking and appreciating. Yeah. You can appreciate a hat from a distance. Yeah. But like you, you like be, them to the point where yeah, like your your time. your fashion kind of goes around it. Yes. Um, or it, it, it includes them. It includes them. It's a great accessory to have. You like you, you mentioned how I shouldn't wear a hat with shorts. And yeah. then well, that means I won't wear, wear shorts. Let's, let's hold on. I shouldn't wear a hat with shorts. Depends on the hat. You can wear oh. a hat with shorts, depending on the hat, depending on the shorts, depending on the shoes. That's a lot of work. Well, it's not that all. It's not. It really isn't that much. It sounded like a lot of work. <laughs> You'll stick to your sandals, shorts, yeah. pop a sweater. Yeah. And be- and my beanie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if it works, it works, right? Let's not break it. It does. Rebecca my, Rebecca, my wife, tends to be like, you should buy more clothes. I'm like, no, I, shorts is fine. It never really gets too cold down here where you can't wear shorts. Exactly. Although, I'm like, it's not that cold outside and I'm wearing long sleeve shirt and some sweatpants because I'm cold. Yeah, I mean, I'm but cold. You're wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts, sandals, and, uh, and a, my papa sweater and a beanie. Does that mean that I just need it's to... Kinda like, uh, it's kind of like sleeping with uh, the covers on you, but you have a leg out. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> hey, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I've never heard it like that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's how I see it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so we just want to thank you guys real quick before we jump in, though. Um, we've gotten some really great feedback from you guys. Uh, please continue to message us with your feedback, whether it's negative or positive. We really like to uh, learn from our mistakes. Uh, we are, I mean, we're just starting this, so um, we're not professionals yet. Give us about another week. Uh, we'll get there. We'll probably surpass every other podcast anyway, because <laughs> um, who doesn't like tacos? Um, also, um, a little, a little, I guess, sneak peek. Uh we are gonna. We have been in discussions about uh, making a little bit of a merchandise uh, to put up, so you guys can go ahead and purchase 
uh, and help us out a little bit. Uh, maybe help me out by some um, better equipment so that it can sound better. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> this is also true. Uh, but anyway, we'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, but really a huge thank you. We've gotten some great feedback. Uh, we've gotten some really cool stories as well with uh, Taco Shark. Um, hashtag Taco Shark, which has been really cool. So we really appreciate you guys. Please share the podcast. Uh, go give us a like on our Instagram. Um, follow us on Instagram and leave us a review. Um, I know I, I know very little about podcasts, but I know that reviews really help. Uh, so go ahead and go leave us a review on your um Apple, what is it on? I don't yeah, know. I mean, we're on, uh, what are we on? We're on Apple and Google Podcasts. Yeah, go give us a review there. Yeah. Give us a five star. And if you really need to leave us a one star, please leave your name and your address so that I can come visit you. Yeah. It'll be fun, I promise. All that to say, <laughs> Ash Wednesday. <laughs> there's no personal, like, you know, there. something in your soul. Yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> nothing personal about that. Nothing, nothing. Uh, <laughs> Ash Wednesday, Marco. Tell us about Ash Wednesday. Yeah. I think the other thing, I, before jumping in, to okay. also add, uh, so this podcast is coming out, I think, on Wednesday, like on Ash Wednesday. Is that when we're releasing it? Because we release our stuff on Tuesday. Yeah. This is a bonus episode. This, it, is, this comes out Wednesday oh, morning. Oh, that's right. So it's today, guys. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Ash Wednesday. Happy what are you Ash giving Wednesday. up for Ash Wednesday, huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? What are you giving up? Uh, it's personal. No, um, just, oh my God, that's dumb. I don't know. I haven't thought, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought that far. I haven't thought that far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I haven't thought that far either. Yeah. Um, but it'll be something badass. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna give up for Ash Wednesday? Hashtag bad ash. Yeah, bad ash. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Eric, that's a shout out to you, my brother my brother. My yeah, brother. man. <laughs> All right. So this is this is Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Um so uh anyway, tell us about Ash yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, so we're we're gonna make the episode a little bit shorter. So in a nutshell, um, Ash Wednesday was introduced into, I don't want to say the church calendar, but the tradition of the church, uh, as a means of kicking off the season of Lent. And so Ash Wednesday represents this time where we reflect on our mortality, when we reflect on, um, the condition of our heart for the sake of repentance and turning to Jesus and the ashes pulled from the Old Testament, like several areas in the Old Testament, the ashes serve to symbolize sorrow and and grief and repentance. Um, anyway, with that being said, Ash Wednesday kicks off the season of Lent. So Ash Wednesday serves as a, as a, as a means of reflecting on our mortality mm-hmm. Uh, reflecting on the condition of our hearts. Uh, we come together for corporate confession. And then the season of Lent itself is where we focus specifically on, the church calendar focuses specifically on certain uh, aspects of the life and ministry of Jesus. And the season of Lent is where Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness after being commissioned uh, to enter into ministry. And he tempted and... Uh, He's tempted by Satan throughout that time. And yeah. so Jesus is fasting throughout that time. 
And so the season of Lent marks a season of, of fasting, essentially. I know I said a lot just to really say that. It's a, it, it marks a season of, of fasting. Marks a season of fasting. And uh, can you explain to us what fasting is? So it's funny because Christina and I were having this conversation. Uh, hey, Christina. On, hey, Christina. Um, you guys should follow her. She is pursued. That's her Instagram. She's going to hate me for that, but it's okay. Um, so, um, she probably will. Yeah. Uh, no, she's awesome. Um, so we were having this conversation about what is fasting. And so, uh, it's simple, right? Like fasting is denying yourself specifically the comfort of food. Like you're not eating. So it has to be food. So I think traditionally and, Literally, <laughs> fasting is, and so we, we talked about that. So fasting is, is, is the, like what we see in the pages of scripture is individuals, they are fasting from, from food. From food. Yeah. They are not eating. They're, uh, it's just water. And so I, I know we'll talk more about it, but as you look into, I guess, the way many individuals fast from comforts, Today, oftentimes it's communicated as, I mean, it doesn't have to be food. So what is it that you're going to deny yourself of? And so right. it might be social media. It might so be denial. certain thing. Yeah. And so we talked about that. And the problem I think is when, so using the season of Lent, just as an example, I've heard people say, okay, for these next 40 days, I'm going to give up chocolate or I'm going to give up you know, yeah, coffee. That, yeah. And it's like, no, 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 this isn't a dietary thing. Right. Like it, it must be a denial of comforts so that you would draw closer to God. And so I don't think not eating chocolate for 40 days is going to, unless you're a ridiculous addict. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to draw you closer to the Lord. So it has to be, I think the middle mark would then be, this has to be a sacrificial denial of comfort and the best way if we can say it that this way, like the best way is going to be to deny yourself of, of food. Now it doesn't have to be for those 40 days. Um, though some would argue, yeah, it has to be, mm-hmm. but you could do it in the sense of like, yeah, I'm going to fast for the next couple of weeks. I'm fasting, you know, Friday through Sunday, or I'm fasting yeah. every single Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you're denying yourself comfort to draw closer to the Lord. And so I think there have been, like, there's a, there's a wide spectrum of like, yeah. well, what is fasting? And so I would, I, I feel like I would land in the middle in the sense of like, this shouldn't be a dietary thing. Number two, this should, it should hurt. Like the, the sacrificial denial of a comfort, it needs to hurt. And yeah. if you can't decide on it, then you should just stop eating yeah. a couple of days out of the week. Yeah. Is that that is going to force you to depend on, on, on God and his word. Right. And so, um, I mean, there have been times where like, it's even like, Oh, I'm going to, din- like, I'm not going to eat dinner. Right. Or, uh, I'm not going to do lunch, right? Whatever it is that is being chosen, it's got to be something that hurts. And so like, once you're like, oh, maybe this, no, 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 I don't, I, I can't do that. At that point, that's when you're like, that's what you should fast from. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I think that's really good. Uh, I think it's in the moments of the denial of whatever it is that you are going to give up. Um, you, it needs to hurt because in that hurt, that's where you rely on Christ. Right. And so it needs to, it needs to be some sort of thing that just really takes away from you. And yeah, exactly. On Christ like when point. you read through Matthew four and we see that Jesus is fasting in the wilderness and Satan begins to tempt him. Um, 
I think it's in Matthew, if not, Luke records it where where Jesus is tired and yeah. he's hungry. Um, and so, so again, yeah, he's denied himself those things, but there, there's hurt involved in that. And he is persevering through, through the hurt, uh, through the hurt with the promises of God in scripture. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah. So again, when people are, when many, I don't want to say, say it too, so absolute, but when right. many individuals say, I'm just going to give up coffee, I'm going to give up chocolate, I'm going to give up bread like this isn't a dietary thing right. this this needs to be something that draws you closer to the person and work of Jesus um, and at the same time I would also add this shouldn't be the only time you do it like yeah, the season of good. Lent is a really good opportunity to learn about fasting to draw closer to the person of Jesus and and this is a spiritual discipline and so if mm-hmm. you've never done it great use this as an opportunity to learn and grow from it um, so that you would do this. Yeah. Other times, like Lent is not the only time you should do this. Yeah. This, this reminds me a lot about uh, giving, which we should probably do a podcast on giving too. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Um, like uh, we're always told, and I think it's a good rule of thumb, like, um, well, how much should I give? Because 10% is this or whatever. Like 10% mm-hmm. is, a, you know, whatever. But uh, we were always told like, okay, when it starts to hurt, that's where you start to give. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think that it's a good, um, I get, I guess like, a, it's a good litmus test. Like if it hurts, that's probably where you should be. Uh, just because, you know, in that, that's where the focus is on Christ and his promises and, you know, and yeah. moving forward in, in that. Purpose. And I think that's the key, right? Like the key here is to focus on the person and work of Jesus yeah. The season of Lent doesn't take away or add to redemption accomplished. Like, uh-huh. we can't do anything about that. This is merely an opportunity yes. to magnify the work of Jesus in our lives. It's like a universal opportunity where yeah. a lot of people Yeah, that, that's it. And, it. Yeah. and I hope you carry this into the rest of the year. This yeah. shouldn't be the only time this happens. That's good. And so that's a good way to uh, jump into what we're going to be doing at Storehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we met on Sunday, and we had it was a good meeting where mm-hmm. you, you took us through um, some scripture and like kind of like the four um, attributes, characteristics of what we're going to be focusing on, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought were really, um, I thought, uh, honestly, I thought they were really special. I thought it was a good journey um, for the Christian. And I, I think oftentimes people forget that the, the walk of a Christian, the walk of a person um, is a journey ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I thought it was a really good way to guide the church uh, in that that journey from beginning, middle to end, sort of thing. And so, um, you want to read to us the 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 verse that you're going to be using. I know it's in Ezekiel eighteen thirty. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be preaching on Ezekiel eighteen uh, verses thirty to thirty two, and so uh, this is what God says through Ezekiel. Therefore. I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. I love that. Um, So within those scriptures, you see... Uh, several things, right? You see um, repentance, you see a new heart, you see a new spirit, a start of a season. 
um, can you kind of guide us to uh, guide us in that journey and what made you feel like, hey, these are the things, these are the four things that I really want to focus on um, to through through this um, lentil. Is that what you would say? No, Lenten. Uh, let, Lenin? Lenten. Lenten. So L-E-N-T-E-N. Lenten season. I like lentil. Yeah. I don't. Let's go with lent- like lentil. lentil though. Unless there's like meat with my lentils. <laughs> lentils are good. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, can you kind of tell us like why those four things and take us through that journey of new heart, new spirit. Uh, I'm sorry, repentance, new heart, new spirit, and then a new beginning. Yeah. I think the first thing is, given the season, we want to have an emphasis on what repentance is. So by defining what repentance is, and then number two, um, taking time to consider our own mortality, taking time to consider um, not only the significance, but our sin ought to cause us grief when you when you compare it to who Jesus is and what he has done for sinners, our sin ought to cause us grief. And so I, I want us to kind of get there spiritually, mentally, emotionally, so that as a church, as a people, we would repent of our sin and, and look upon Jesus. But the beauty of repentance is that in that changing of direction, in that changing of your mind, you're not just you're not just staying in your sin. Like, man, I've, I've done these, I've committed these transgressions. I've committed this iniquity. This really sucks. Like, yeah, it's convenient to look at Jesus. There's, there is, uh, a beauty and grace that comes with repentance, right? Um, so with repentance comes the reminder for the Christian that, uh, you have been given a new heart. So who you were, isn't who you are now. And as a result, you are a new creation uh, because God has deemed you a new creation. He has rescued you. He has redeemed you. Uh, and in addition to that, you're not just new, uh, or you're, you're not just receiving a new heart and a new nature. You're also given the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to abide in you, for him to do a work in you, to counsel you, to guide you, to convict you, not for the purpose of reminding you you suck, but for the purpose of uh, transforming you into the image of Jesus. And so, that leads into the new life part, right? right. Like, um, because we're given a new life, therefore keep going, keep going. Um, and what you do is for the glory of God. What you do is because of what God has done for you. What you do is because of what God is doing in you. Yeah. Um, and what you are doing is because God is working through you. And so there's, there's this great, marvelous, gracious, beautiful work happening, um, as a result of us, um, acknowledging our sin, confessing our sin, repenting, and then receiving a new heart and a new spirit, and then moving forward. Yeah. New heart, new spirit, new life. Yeah. New life. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to, to recognize that um, the whole purpose of repentance is redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I think it's important for people, all of us to understand that Repentance and redemption um, is not perfection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there's, I know that like um, I struggle a lot with that. Like I feel like if I've been redeemed, then I need to be 
like a certain way. Mm-hmm. I need to be perfect. And if I fail, then I'm not redeemed. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about that mm-hmm. a lot. Like that's one of my biggest struggles. Like uh, I always feel like, okay, I clearly am not redeemed because I did such and such. I yeah. clearly not redeemed because, um, you know, such and such people like there's no forgiveness or mm-hmm. I'm not redeemed because whatever is going on in my head at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, it's a constant reminder that like repentance is is redemption and redemption is repentance. It's like this, mm-hmm. like it's circular. It's yeah. it's always, and that's not because of anything that I've done. Because if it were up to me, then I'd always be not <laughs> not there, right? Right. But it's everything that that Christ has done uh, on the cross, right? Like that's that redeeming work. And so, um, I in no way, shape, or form can outdo God's grace. Right. Um, and so I know that that's like one of the key things that I want to focus on during the season. Like, okay, my repentance does equal redemption and I'm still going to suck at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Still going to suck at it. But that doesn't mean that the redemption has been wiped away from me. Right. Like That's I think struggle with that. Yeah. I think like redemption is a status that mm. you've been given as a result of um, Jesus paying for you, right? Like yeah. to, to be redeemed means to be bought out of something. And so the currency he used was his, it was his, was his uh, blood. blood yeah. And so, yeah. So redemption is a status. And then us walking in sanctification. I think there's much grace and, and comfort in that statement. Like you see that in first John, right? He says, you know, if we love the Lord, we're going to walk in this, we are walking and practicing, um, in the, in the light. And, and the word walking there is great comfort and grace because that is an ongoing process, right? It is you, you are, it doesn't mean perfection. It means that we are growing in obedience. We are growing in holiness, especially in the midst of failure. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't take away from your status. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, that's something that I need to really focus on this season. Like me personally, like it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a status that is, isn't ripped away. And so, that's hard. That's hard, though. Yeah, and I think the comfort from Ezekiel is, especially in 31, where he says cast. So the word cast means like throw, like throw right. your transgressions that you have committed, like throw them away. Make yourself as a new heart, uh, new spirit. And then I, I love how in verse 32, and I haven't looked at this as much as as, as, uh, as I needed to just because I'm working for Sunday. But um, in verse 32, he says, why will you die, O house of Israel? In other words, he's like, he's like, like, turn away from your sin. Why would you hold on to it so that you would die? And then he goes on to say, for I have no pleasure in the death of anyone declares the Lord. So turn and live. So there's this petition from the Lord to his people. He's saying, repent, like turn and you would be given a new heart. You'd be given a new, a new spirit. You will live if you repent. It's similar to uh, the Lord in, in, in uh, Isaiah one, where I have this, it's this beautiful illustration that he writes where, where, God sits down and he says, come, let us reason together mm. that if you repent, you're going to live and I will, cl- you will be made clean. But if you don't, you will die by the sword. Um, and he's not saying it. I don't, I, the illustration I receive is like, he's not saying it in a threatening manner. He's saying like the opening statement of that, that verse in chapter one let is reason. let us reason together. Yeah. So he's kind of like, bring your argument. Um, and so here in Ezekiel, it's kind of similar. He's like, why won't you turn away from this? Yeah. 
You know, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. You will live, turn away from your sin. Uh, so there's this like petition from the father to his children, like yeah. turn away. He's preaching repentance to them. That reminds me of that scripture that says that um, for the gift of Christ is eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. But the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. So like you're working hard to die, yeah. but the gift really given is life. Mm-hmm. And so it's very similar. It's like, He's saying there, like the your the outcome is the sword. Like that's not me wanting to give you the sword, yeah. but the outcome is gonna be the sword. Yeah. Uh, but what I want to give you is this. What it comes down to is the disposition, the the dispositional will of God. And R.C. Sproul talks about this, where God is is both loving and just, and he uses this example to he uses an example to illustrate. God's dispositional will um, uses the example of a judge who has to sentence a boy to prison. Um, and this boy also happens to be his son. And this individual, this judge is both both man or both his father and he has to uphold the law. And so he sentences this boy to prison, but he does so with tears in his eyes. In other words, he's he's not enjoying what he has to do Um concerning his son, but he does so in an effort to uphold the law. So essentially what we're hearing here is that both righteousness and love coexist, right? Like it's not, it's not even a co like coexisting. It's a, it's a one. Yeah. Like they are, thing. they are in they him. Are. It, it is a part of who he is. Right. Yeah. That's really good. And that was RC Sproul. You said, mm-hmm. is that from any like particular book or it was one of the teachings he had on the okay. Ligonier Ligonier, uh, man. I haven't been a Ligonier in a while. Yeah. Um, it's part of the re- teaching series, like the older ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's really good. Uh, well, yeah, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think to end the podcast, will you talk to us just why the why the ash? Yeah, so um, the ash, I, I had mentioned this earlier, so the ash symbolizes sorrow and repentance. And so throughout the pages of the Old Testament, you see the people of God publicly respond with repentance by covering themselves in ash and or sackcloth, sackcloth. and ash. Yeah. And so um, uh, it, it's not required for Christians. Uh, for us, like at Storehouse, when we have the service, we're not telling people that they need to come up and receive the ash. This is something of their own decision and if volition. If you would like to. Yeah, if you would like to. And so what we communicate with the receiving the ash on the forehead is, is number one, this again, pulling, pulling from the old Testament. Um, this is to symbolize sorrow, grief and repentance. And then number two, what we enjoy is, uh, I, I, I tell, uh, our church that, Hey, this is also an evangelistic yeah. type of thing, yeah, uh, opportunity. Last, so, last so when people ask you, Hey, why'd you receive the ash on your forehead? Um, are you, uh, are you a Catholic? Let me tell you. Yeah. And you're like, actually, let me, let me tell you about, the history of Ash Wednesday, yeah. why we observe Ash Wednesday, but more importantly, let me tell you about the person and work of Jesus. Yeah, that's good. And plus, it's a lot more comfortable than sackcloth. Yes. Yeah, sackcloth <laughs> sucks. Don't wear sackcloth. I mean, <laughs> way to go, Serge. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, so we are going to be having Ash Wednesday service. Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome to come. Can you give us a couple of details so that just in case anybody wants to Yeah, so, I mean, this is dropping on Ash Wednesday, right. so it's happening tonight in McAllen at 6 p.m., 
at what is known as the the old church winery. Yeah, I think it's that's off of Maine. Yeah, it's seven hundred North Main Street. There we go. Here so in McAllen, you guys are more than welcome to drop by. Uh, again, um, if you have any questions, any stories, um, just let us know. Um, send us a message. Uh, I think ultimately, just remember the journey of today. You know, repentance, new heart, new spirit, new life. Um, we're going to have some some worship, some some preaching, and we're actually going to have some live art happening at the same time. Try that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. What are you going to give up? Let us know. All right. Give us our benediction. I think you just did, right? Oh, I like did? repentance. Hey, you're welcome. New heart, new That's spirit, That's what I do. I, I give benedictions right? without even knowing. That's how good I am. Boom. Boom. Look at that. Yeah. Hashtag Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Or, hashtag bad ash. Bad ash. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Confessional Taco. If you'd like to follow us on social media, check us out on Instagram at the Confessional Taco. Visit our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash the Confessional Taco, or head on over to our website, theconfessionaltaco.com, and hit us up. <laughs>